Relationship Podcast with your host, Certified Life Coach, Chris Rich. If you're having trouble navigating your mixed faith relationships, struggling to connect with your people, or having specific challenges, you are in the right place, my friend. Episode 79, Watch Your Language. Hello, my beautiful friends. I hope everyone is doing well and had a beautiful Thanksgiving. I feel like it has been a while since it was just us together on the Mixed Faith Relationship Podcast. The last few episodes, I've been chatting with friends and colleagues. I hope you've enjoyed the Mixed Faith Marriage Mastermind discussions that I shared on connection and alcohol. We have one coming up on partnership that I'll be sharing here soon as well. In addition to our masterminds, I have also had some fantastic guests. And speaking of that, if you would like to share your mixed faith experience with me, or if there's a topic that you would like for me to address, shoot me an email at chrisrichcoaching at gmail.com. I do have to say, I have missed our quaint little episodes where it's just us. I feel so honored that you pop me into your AirPods when you're working out or when you're driving or folding your laundry. Thank you for listening and sharing these episodes with your friends and family. It means the world to me. I'm really excited for today's episode, where we'll be discussing the importance of the language we use. We are surrounded by language constantly. We hear words, we read them, we write words, we say words, and we think words. The words we use matter. When we're responding to a text, we choose which words we say. Those words may be serious or they may be very casual, like BRB and IDK. The words I use in a text will look very different from the words I would use if writing a grant proposal. When I'm preparing for a sacrament meeting talk, those words will look very different than the words I would choose for a social media post. As I'm writing the script for this podcast, I am choosing my words with intention. I do a rough draft, edit it, reread it, make changes, reread it, tweak it, and eventually share it. When we're having a conversation with someone, we choose our words. Sometimes we have to think how we want to say something and we select our words very carefully. Other times we let them spew out of our mouths without thinking. Interesting how we spend so much time picking how we want to use our words, but there is one area where we should be paying a lot more attention. And you can probably guess what I'm going to say. You guessed it our thoughts. Our thoughts or the words we think are just as important as those we write or speak. Our thoughts are simply just sentences in our brain. They are kind of like the subtitles of a movie or the ticker tape that goes through our mind at all times. Most of our thoughts we are not really aware of. That makes sense because we've got 60,000 thoughts on an average day. And as as you've heard me say many times before, our thoughts create our emotions. So we really want to pay attention to those words that are perpetually going through our head. 
we all have good reasons for the thoughts we think. And a lot of times we may not know where they come from. I want to point out though, just because a thought comes knocking at your door doesn't mean you have to let it in because thoughts are optional. If a thought comes knocking on my door, I get to choose how I want to interact with that thought and the duration of the visit. For example, I don't have to answer the door. I can open the door and tell it, no, thanks. I'm not interested. I can choose to let it come in and visit for a few minutes. It can come stay for lunch the whole day or indefinitely. A well-worn thought becomes a belief and our beliefs shape our behaviors and who we become. Just as we choose the words we write or those we speak, we want to choose the words we think. There are words that will make life easier and a bunch of sneaky words that will make life a heck of a lot harder. Words that will empower us and words that will leave us feeling very disempowered. I want to give you a bunch of examples of words that you want to be on the lookout for and alternatives for replacement. Are you ready? Let's do it. The first word hack that I want to share with you is one of my favorites. It's a small yet powerful three-letter word, yet. I'm not good at this, yet. I don't understand, yet. I don't know how, yet. I'm not a good skier, yet. I'm not sure how to proceed, yet. I don't know the answer, yet. You get the idea. Instead of closing a door, yet leaves the door open. It helps us have hope and leaves room for growth, yet allows for options we haven't discovered. We can use this magical word on ourselves and we can share it with our loved ones. When my son was learning how to play the saxophone a few years back, he was frustrated and he said he wasn't good at it. I loved sharing the magic of yet with him. Of course, you're not good at it yet. You just started. You are not supposed to be good at it yet. Yet can be a very compassionate word with lots of room for growth. Word hack number two may just change your life. Do you have a lot of things you have to do? I have to make dinner. I have to pay the bills. I have to go to bed. I have to pick my kids up from school. I have to read my scriptures. Have to makes us feel like we have no choice, like we are a hostage to our situation. Have to feels oppressive and can be overwhelming. I have a little secret. You are an adult and you literally don't have to do anything you don't want to. Really, you don't have to make dinner, I promise. You could have cold cereal, order Chinese food. You could fast. You could go to Mickey D's or you could leave the family to fend for themselves and go out with your girlfriends. Instead of, I have to make dinner, try, I choose to make dinner. It gives you ownership and options. I have to pay the bills. Is that really true? 
because there's a lot of people that don't, I promise. My guess is you like having heat, Wi-Fi, car insurance, and Amazon Prime. You don't have to pay those bills, my friend. You are choosing to pay them. And I'm guessing you like your reasons for doing so. You are choosing to do many things because you don't like the consequences for not doing the things. Own it and you will empower yourself. I choose to is empowering and it will make your life a heck of a lot better. Another great option is I get to. I get to allows for an element of gratitude to enter in. I get to do the laundry because I have people to love and care for. I get to do it because I have a functioning washer and dryer. I get to go to bed because I deserve a good night's sleep. Another great variation is I want to. I want to exercise because I like how I feel when I'm done. I want to read my scriptures because I enjoy connecting with my heavenly parents. I want to pick my kids up from school because I adore them and I can't wait to hang out with them. I choose to, I want to, or I get to are all much better options than I have to. Number three, and, and is another one of my favorite words. I've really tried my best to get rid of the word, but when we say you did a good job on the dishes, but you didn't sweep the floor, but negates everything at the beginning. What about this? How about try? Thanks for doing the dishes. And I would appreciate it if you swept the floor and can be used in a lot of places. Here are some other examples. I have empathy toward my partner in their faith transition, and I also feel really overwhelmed about it. I am excited that my niece is going on a mission, and I am jealous that my son is not going. I am proud of myself for the progress I have made, and this is still really hard. The church is really important to me, and there are some things that I have questions about. I love you, and I want you to consider how your choice impacts our family. And is expansive. It allows us to not have to be so binary. We can hang on to two different ideas at the same time, or two different emotions. And is a great word to have in your vocabulary. Number four, what if? Oh, there are so many what ifs in life. What if I get sick? What if I don't get the job? What if I miss my plane? What if my kids don't stay active in the church? What if we end up getting divorced? I like to replace what if with even if. Even if I get sick, chances are I will feel better in a few days. Even if I don't get the job, I can still find another one. Even if I miss my plane, I can still get on another flight. Even if my kids leave the church, I can still have a great relationship with them. Even if we get divorced, I will still figure things out. You get the idea. What if can be fear producing? Even if 
can be faith promoting. I love this quote by Vanitha Rendell Risner. Replacing what if with even if in our mental vocabulary is one of the most liberating exchanges we can ever make. We trade our irrational fears of an uncertain future for the loving assurance of an unchanging God. We see that even if the very worst happens, God will carry us. He will still be good and he will never leave us. Close quote. Okay. Number five. And the last word hack I want to share with you today is replacing why me for why not me. It is so easy to feel like life should not be happening like this, whatever your this is. Should it be happening to someone else instead? Well, that doesn't seem too fair either. Our circumstances are all part of the human experience. If I ask, why not me? It helps me to realize it is nothing personable and that no one is out to get me. Why not me? Well, I can do this and I have a 100% track record for making it through my hard days up to this point. And so do you, my friend. Another variation of this word hack is replacing why me with try me. That is an empowering thought for sure. It reminds me of a President Kimball quote. He said, there are great challenges ahead of us, giant opportunities to be met. I welcome that exciting prospect and feel to say to the Lord humbly, give me this mountain, give me these challenges, close quote. Okay, my friends, as a quick review, the words we say, write, and think matter. We should choose them all very intentionally. Just because a thought knocks on our door doesn't mean we need to let it move in. Thoughts are optional and we can choose how long we want to let them stay. Changing just a few words can make a huge difference in the way we feel. For example, Try adding the magical word yet at the end of your sentence. I haven't figured this out yet. I choose to, I want to, or I get to are all much better options than I have to. Replace but with and. This is not easy and I'm doing a great job. Swap our what ifs for even ifs. And lastly, replace why me for why not me or try me. Friends, some of these may work for you and maybe some of them won't. Try them on and see what feels good to you. Take what you want and leave the rest. Come back next week and I will share part two of these fabulous little word hacks. We've only just scratched the surface. Thanks for being here today, my friend. I hope there was at least one little nugget that will make your life a little bit better. And if what you're learning on the podcast resonates with you, make sure you're getting my Mixed Faith Friday emails. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Chris Rich Coaching. 
Okay, friend, that is everything I have for you today. Make a great week. You don't have to be on the same page with religion to have a great relationship. If you are feeling stuck in all the emotions that are coming up for you in your mixed faith relationships, or are looking for tools to help you move forward, I can help you. Sign up for a free session with me. Go to chrisrichcoaching.com and click on work with me because you and your loved ones are worth it, my friend. Thank you.